Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Leeds, 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 the Leeds United podcast brought to you by Leeds Live. Uh, yes, I have been practicing the introduction. Uh, Joe's given me uh, lots of pointers and he's managed it without without failing yet. So uh, that was my first attempt and it's, um, it's getting better by the week. Yes, so it's a very, very happy time and place at the moment, Leeds United. Um, as anybody who is listening to this podcast will know, um, it's been a pretty brilliant start to the season under Marcelo Bielsa, the Leeds United head coach. We're going to talk a little bit about him today, of course. Uh, we've spoken to him twice already this week. And we're also going to reflect on Derby and Bolton in the League and Cup, respectively. And also, of course, we've got Rotherham United on Saturday. That's tomorrow. We're recording today on Friday the 17th. So if you're listening to it after the Rotherham game, then it's going to be pretty out of date. So I'll have a little bit of a talk about that. And uh, in the meantime, I'll just introduce my uh, my co-host today. We've got Craig Jones. We've borrowed him in from uh, from our, uh, our best in Leeds category uh, on the Leeds Live website. Um, Joe News is off today. He'll be he'll be back on duty tomorrow for the Rotherham game. So uh, hello, Craig. Hi, Ben. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, very well, thank you, mate. It's good to have you on here. I know you're a, you're a big football fan, so uh, I'm sure you can uh, ask me some fairly sensible questions on this. Well, we'll, we'll try, mate. We'll try. <laughs> <laughs> um, Baron, I guess first of all, um, as you mentioned, an amazing week. Take me back to the derby game. How, how did it feel being this, being there and obviously seeing it unfold in front of you? It was, it was phenomenal, to be honest, mate. It's um, I think the, the Stoke City game was was pretty remarkable. Um, we came out of that match and. Um, by the fact they'd beaten the pre-season title favourites mm. so convincingly. I think m- most people would have agreed, you know, that um, we caught Stoke City a little bit cold. They're probably still in a bit of a malaise after after relegation and Gary Rowett probably needs a bit of a wake-up call or some of his players do anyway. So we came away from that and uh, there was certain trepidation, as I'm sure there's going to be most weeks with Leeds fans. You know, you're always sort of waiting for that first hiccup. And um, away at Derby on Saturday, Frank Lampard's competitive home debut, uh, a lot of us were sort of thinking, you know, this... This wasn't going to be easy, you know. We, we've said we said it a lot in pre-season that um, the Leeds United start of the season is statistically, on paper, the hardest of anyone in the divisions. And, and, and away at Derby was a, was another fixture as a part of that. So when we went into it, not really knowing what to expect, just waiting for the, the bubble to burst, really. And um, it certainly didn't. It's just it's just grown and it's inflated even more. Um, they, they were they were absolutely remarkable. Anybody, I mean, we're talking best part of a week later now so I'm sure most people have seen the goals and the highlights but um, it was a fantastic display of football they were they were tireless they were dogged and um, they just absolutely blew Derby County away on their own turf and, and Frank Lampard admitted that afterwards you know he was very gracious in defeat fully acknowledged that Leeds were the better side and I think much like it was with Stoke I think that was a bit of a rude awakening mm. uh, for Derby County and, and it seemed as well I mean I watched it on the TV and it was a very calm and assured performance. And do you feel that feel-good factor maybe prompted more fans to turn out for the the cup game against Bolton midweek as well? Yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, I think um, the, the club did put out something on, on social media. I think suggesting that um, that Ellen Road did have the highest attendance of any of the league cup games on Tuesday night. Of course, no Premier League clubs in action, um, Championship clubs, and of course Leeds. You know, are arguably the biggest Championship club. So there's no huge surprise that they had the biggest attendance. But um, you are right. I mean, there was um, there was farcical scenes pre-match on Tuesday evening. There were such such long queues down the back of the West End at Ellen Road mm. with fans queuing for tickets. I just I think the, the club acknowledged. You know, they don't think they were quite prepared for the um, the wealth of interest that came for um, for what is otherwise known as a fairly low key game, that that first league cup game of the of the, of the season. So um, yeah, you're right. You're right, Craig. I think it's going to be the same for Rotherham as well. I think they're expecting possibly a sellout for the league 
game on Saturday, but um, it was the case for Derby. They closed the south stand, um, but it was a, there was a good noise there. To be fair to Bolton, they brought a fair few. I mean, Bolton obviously isn't, isn't the longest trip in the world, but um, they were well supported. Uh, I think Bolton made a, a great number of changes as well, so um, I think both sides were, were certainly rotating. And um, as I've said to a few people since, I don't think Leeds were, were quite as, impre- as impressive against Bolton, but um, the bar was obviously set incredibly high against Derby. Um, and I think the main thing they'll get out of that is, is some much-needed minutes in the legs for the likes of Patrick Bamford, Jack Harrison, um, players that, who are going to be called upon in the coming weeks as, um, as the Saturday-Tuesday uh, routine kicks in. Pontus Janssen, uh, good to see him back in, in Elite shirt after his World Cup journey with, with Sweden. Clearly quite rusty, his first game in a few weeks, and I'm sure he'll get better over time. But, um, but no, I mean, three, three matches and three wins, and, and clearly uh, the positivity continues um, with Bielsa. Uh, and Ben, just on the point you've made there about maybe the bit of rotation, do you think any players might have played their way in, into contention as well? Yes, good question, mate. We uh, we spoke to Bielsa uh, on Thursday for his press conference, and that was was um, was a question that we asked him, and um, we asked him after the bowl game on Tuesday night as well. And um, he's um, he's a breath of fresh air to be honest when you talk to him. He's so honest and sincere mm. in what he says. You can take whatever he says as gospel, and um, you know he said you know, quite sincerely, you know, yeah. They've won tonight 2-1, but how can you expect me to change that team that beat Derby 4-1? So I think um, uh, it's, it's quite a shame, really, that only fantasy football in the Championship. I know you and I like our fantasy football. Well, yeah, but, yeah, um, if, if they did it in the Championship, I mean, Bielsa, it's like reading a book. You, you can name this team three days ago and they'll stick with it. So, um, no, I think, um, like I say, Bamford got a goal on his debut, so he's off the mark. You know, he couldn't have done much more. Saez was, was fantastic as ever as he's been in the, in the league games. He just picked it where he left off from. So, no, I, I don't think anybody really jumped out as sort of saying, you know, I'm better than any of the players you've had in the league games. I think it's going to be a case of waiting for somebody in that league 11 to slip up. I think if they keep putting in performances like they did at Derby, it's going to be, you know, it's hard for those players that aren't in the team, but I think, you know, you can't blame Bielsa for, for, for sticking with what he's got at the moment. No, absolutely, but I guess that is a challenge in itself and obviously one Bielsa have to come across because if they do keep winning and do performing well and he sticks to the same team, you've got potentially quite a few unhappy players there in, in the long run, haven't you, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was something I actually asked him yesterday. You know, I said, you know, how are you going to keep these, these players motivated? Because you know, they're not in the side and as we all well know, footballers who aren't playing are very happy footballers and there's clearly not enough league, uh, cup games to keep these um, these backup players happy. So um, I think Bielsa said, you know, it's a part of being a professional footballer. You know, when you embark upon this career as a professional, you're expected to, to, to ride the highs and the lows um, and I think whilst the, the the first team in inverted commas is playing so well I think a lot of these these other guys will hopefully understand you know if they've got any common sense that, you know, that there's a reason they're not playing it's because the other lads are keeping them out of the side and that, that's the big challenge and that's what Bielsa gets paid for is to keep these players invested and motivated and I think it goes back to um, these uh, these these reasons he's given us in the past for having such a small squad you know it's been well documented that he doesn't really want to have a playing squad of, of larger than 19 20 players it's probably stretched to maybe 21 or 22 now he wants two players in every position and, he, and he's been so ruthless in moving players out of the squad because he only wants players in the squad that he can guarantee game time to if you like mm. I mean, there's no guarantees in football but he's he's been at 
pains to point out, you know, I, I want a small squad because I want every player in the squad to feel invested and motivated because they know their chances around the corner. And I think um, whilst it's early, early days in the season and the players are still fresh, uh, that 11 will stay in place until they start dropping out of form. But over time, the fatigue will build up and this intense way of playing will catch up with one or two of them. And whether they're out of form or not, I'm sure Bielsa will, will look for the opportunity to rotate where he can. So when Kamar Roof gets tired, Bamford can slip in. When Pablo Hernandez gets injured, Jack Harrison can slip in. Mm. Um, there are going to be tired legs at times. And I think I'm, we're all hoping, of course, that the lads that are waiting in the wings will remain motivated and will know their chances coming. Um, and Baron, obviously, despite the fact that the, there was a really good start to the season so far, you know what football fans are like they're always keen to see more players the transfer window's closed but obviously the loan window's still available do you think anyone might come in the next week or two? Yeah possibly um, he's, um, he's made it clear on the several occasions we've asked him you know, I think he sort of answers with a right smile now I think he knows whilst the loan window remains open there's going to be questions um, he was asked yesterday so the latest answer we've got is that he thinks there may well be the possibility for one maybe two loan signings to arrive in the next fortnight possibly towards the end of the month once um, once Premier League clubs have decided who they want to keep and who they don't so um, yeah we, we pushed him on positions and as we know Bielsa he's, he's, he's such a genius man that he doesn't really sort of think in terms of positions you know he doesn't he doesn't categorise players in that way you know he sees players as commodities that can play in various roles so I think again it's been he doesn't give us specifics because he doesn't want to give us the wrong information. You know, he's quite um, he's quite sincere in making clear that you know he doesn't tell us you know, he wants a centre back and he wants a centre mid because you know he may get, well go out and get somebody we perceive to be a winger. He thinks he can put, they can play in two or three positions. So he's not being deliberately vague, sort of to, to mislead us. He just wants to be honest and say you know it's a very fluid situation. Um, depending on who gets injured and what players become available to him in the next two weeks, we'll, we'll decide which positions he goes for. So, yeah, I think they, all, all, the, all the messages would suggest that I, I think almost one will definitely come in, given what he's been saying, and, and maybe maybe a second. So um, we'll wait and see. I think whilst, whilst the team's playing well on the pitch, the, the, the talk and the demand for new faces will die down and has died down. But of course, you know, as that deadline gets closer, the... Um, the mania hits for a lot of um, EFL managers so maybe things will get moving and I think if they maybe got one or two more injuries before the end of the month then that would force his hand mm. they've already got Dallas and Foreshore out and with the sale of Ronaldo Vieira you would think central midfield looks like an area he wants to strengthen so we'll wait and see mate it seemed yesterday as well um, quite a fascinating press conference there was a few little bits and pieces which came up which in the videos we've got on our website one of them being I guess the Pep and Pochettino link came up again didn't it um, yeah, absolutely. He seemed, uh, yeah. he seemed a bit reluctant on that one, did he? Yeah, I, um, I, tr- I try and ask him questions that um, you know, quite sort of direct and quite sort of specific niche questions that a lot of the, I, I know that fans would, would love to know the answer to, you know, and then it's been, it's been talked about ad nauseum about this link with Guardiola and Pochettino. You know, these are two of the finest managers in the world game. And when you see the way they describe Bielsa, you can't avoid that relationship and that link and it's irresistible for fans to think oh you know if he's if he's mates with these two and these two respect him surely we're going to get some of their best cast-offs some of their best youngsters on loan so i was sort of quite you know sort of was quite direct with him and said you know um, it's, it's well documented your relationship with with um, guardiola or pochettino have you had any conversations with them you know will you be getting any players in online from them and 
again in, in true Bielsa fashion it was that that humble attitude that sincerity you know he talked about a loving and respectful relationship with these two I mean they're almost like family members with the way he describes them and he, he said you know it would be wrong to manipulate that relationship for professional game so you know we not many of us can can really understand how these moves come about in the background. Um, I don't think Bielsa was ruling out the possibility of players coming in from Spurs or City, but I think he was just saying, you know, he doesn't want people to think that he's leaning on these two for mm. their loan players because of his relationship with them, which is again just so so refreshing. And you can you can hear the warmth in his voice when he talked about the pair. So um, uh, who knows? I mean, things will change, and obviously. Um, uh, Pochettino and Guardiola will obviously want to get maybe a few more out of, out of the door just to keep them ticking over with match practice so it's not to say they won't ring Bielsa and offer him the players but Bielsa was was, was quite keen in making it clear that you know, he's not pursuing that he's not going to lean on that relationship It's probably also a case as well I guess of managing expectations isn't it a little bit you know you get this guy in with obviously these great yeah. links and it isn't just a case of you know all the squad players from all the, all the youth players from City and Spurs come to Leeds either I guess yeah, absolutely right. I think um, Jack Harrison was one that um, I suppose maybe maybe turned a few heads. Perhaps he wasn't one that had been talked about. I think, like you said, Craig, the, the City link is obviously there for all to speculate about. But Harrison wasn't a name that was probably talked about. I think people obviously always assume immediately it's going to be Phil Foden or Brahim Diaz, the sort of jewels in the crown. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but Harrison's probably from a run below those two. Uh, played a lot in, in pre-season in the States with them by all accounts and did quite well. But... Um, yeah, I think Harrison's one that's come in. Obviously, we haven't had any from Spurs yet. I don't know if Spurs have got any to offload. Um, we've, we've got a piece going on the website this afternoon from um, from one of the lads that's been in on work experience this week called Joe Shepherd, And um, he's mentioned Marcus Edwards, who is one of these youngsters who's described as a bit of a messy type, um, sort of a small, diminutive player with a, with a low centre of gravity. And um, So he, he's a possibility from Spurs, perhaps. But you're, you're quite right, Craig. I think it is managing expectations. I think... And Ben, just on the press conference itself, I think one of the things I found really interesting yesterday, um, our colleague uh, Nathan went down with you, and he was showing me the videos back in the office to, this morning, and what, what I found really interesting was he apologised, didn't he, for being, what, about a minute or two late at the start of it, and, and I guess that shows his standards, doesn't it? That shows the standards he sets for himself, and obviously the expectation yeah. he has, I guess. Very much so, mate, yeah, it's... Um Permits 
more than happy to have a laugh and a joke, um, sort of with us through Celine. Um, but yeah, you, you're quite right. He's um, it's it's a humble is the word I keep using. People will get fed up with me using that word, but he is. You know, you look at what he's achieved in the game. You look at the circles that he mixes in. The, the acclaim that he is held in by some of these you know, the best coaches on the planet. You know, people like Simeone. Um, he just there was there was a nice quote the other day I saw from. Um, Javi Martinez he used to be at Athletic Bilbao with Bielsa in that great Bilbao team that he made and um, he's now at Bayern Munich and he was asked about pre-season with Kovac the new Bayern Munich coach and um, he said it's the most pre most intense pre-season he's had since he worked with Bielsa um, so it's, it's just you know little, little bits of colour like that remind you of, of what this guy has done in the game and for him to come in and apologise to us about being three minutes late is remarkable. He's a, he's, a, he's a great bloke. And just one more from the press conference, really. Um, just one that intrigues me a little bit. You were there last season, obviously, with um, Heckenbottom in charge, and you obviously you've seen it now. What's the atmosphere like um, at these press conferences this season? It's, um, it's certainly... It was incredibly busy, um, especially... Obviously, his unveiling was at Ellen Road, you know, in, in the huge, one of the huge suites at Ellen Road. Uh, and then the pre-match press conference of the Stoke City game, so before the Premier League had got kicked off, that was quite busy. So um, there was a large number of media there. And inevitably, when the Premier League starts, when the narrative changes, when other stories crop up, there's going to be less and less interest in what's going on with the Elster at Leeds when it becomes the norm. So uh, yesterday, there was, there was, we were down to the bare bones. I mean, it was quite a difficult time. It was, it was a 5 p.m. press conference out in Weatherby, you know, in the middle of nowhere, effectively, on a Thursday. So um, there was just five or six members of the media there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the mood is obviously professional, as it was with Heckenbottom. It's, um, it's, it's a little bit different because the answers can be quite long, and they're obviously twice the length of Heckenbottoms because of the translation. Um, there can be sort of sort of long moments of, of the press waiting for, for the answer to finish before then asking again but um, it's certainly light hearted I mean it's quite hard to judge this early on what, what the general mood is I think you know three, three wins out of three games it's not going to be anything but positive um, but yeah but more to come I think he's, it feels like he's building a kind of rapport with us I mean we, we don't get to have one on ones with him so I don't think any of us have got a real particularly close personal relationship with him he rarely makes eye contact um, but as I say you know, there's, there's nothing lacking in his answers he's, he's perfectly happy to, to bear all for us but um, yeah I mean we'll, we'll see how it progresses but it's, it's been very positive so far but that helps with, with the product on the pitch I think yeah exactly I mean as you say if, if the results are going right the atmosphere is going to be better isn't it um, yeah, absolutely a very busy busy night for yesterday obviously we had the Carabao Cup draw as well we did um a little bit underwhelming or are we happy enough with that or yeah, an absolute anti-climax mate I think the word I used initially with Joe when we were reacting was dull it's um, it really doesn't um, it doesn't excite you at all to be honest I mean we were looking at who the options were in that northern section and I think um, I'd have personally liked maybe Newcastle away I've got a bit of a, a soft spot for Newcastle so I think going up to St James's would have been nice or away to Lincoln where I've got a lot of family that would have been quite good to go there in a, in a professional capacity or even you know I mean any of the Premier League would have been nice just for a bit of a sort of a glamorous stadium I like I've never been to Goodison Park that would have been nice but, um, but no it's Allen Road again and it's Preston again yes <laughs> so, um, there's nothing I'm, worse I'm, than getting there's nothing worse than getting someone from your, uh, your same league uh, it just defeats the object, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, the whole point of the cup is that it gives you a little bit of 
they could be going to be playing twice already this season. It, it is very, very dull. Um, I, I suppose, I mean, the, the fan reaction was, was along those lines, but um, the more positive fans were, were saying, you know, at least A, it's a home draw, B, it's winnable, and C, if it puts us into the third round, then we really are in with the big boys. And I suppose Sky would love the opportunity to, you know, have a Spurs Leeds or, or a City Leeds game just to bring us back to that Guardiola Pochettino narrative. I mean, I think all I mean, imagine all eyes being on the dugouts when the when the teams come out with uh, with the way Guardiola and, and and be able to embrace each other. So I think I think that's if we're being positive, that's why we're going to hopefully look at it. You know, it's, it's a winnable home game and it gives us a chance to have to earn more money with another cup game and possibly against um, very very much elite opposition. Exactly. And looking on the positive side of things, you, you referenced back to say someone like Bristol City last year who obviously progressed so far in that competition. Yeah, quite right. If you, maybe you get the, you know, on paper the easier draws at the start of the competition, the good home draws, and then you might end up against, you know, one of the Giants on the elite clubs, as you mentioned. And that's the way to go about it, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, mate. I think that's a good point about Bristol City. Um, they obviously, because the Premier League clubs, as much as they say they don't, they clearly do take it lightly. They clearly are happy to throw in a great deal of changes um, especially in the earlier rounds of this competition I think that is an opportunity for championship clubs to, to get to Wembley and win silverware and um, Bielsa is still new to this country I mean I don't think he's quite been infected by the apathy that surrounds the Carabao Cup so um, you know he's a very honest bloke you know he, he did make eight changes the other night I think he sees that more as um, resting I suppose or just, just getting just spreading the minutes around rather than taking the competition lightly mm. um, we'll see if he comes equipped with that against Preston um, but yeah I think we have to be positive and, and, and hopefully see it as a winnable game which they can they can take on into into the third round against um, one of the Giants maybe exactly and it's nice to build build that feeling around um, Ellen Road again isn't it I guess absolutely yeah I think my momentum will build um, the Leeds haven't got too bad a record of late in the uh, in the League Cup they, um, they've been as far as the quarterfinals I think twice in the last four or five years so uh, their record is is pretty good of late in getting at least to the final eight so um, so we'll see we'll see how it goes I think Bielsa's stock is so high I mean the more games he wins uh, the higher it's going to go I think providing the league form doesn't suffer nobody's going to have a problem with going far in the, in, in the League Cup I think clearly if people you know if fans were asked you have to pick success in one competition it's always going to be the championship so mm. providing that doesn't suffer then I think people will, will enjoy the ride exactly and I guess moving our attention back to the league and this weekend a bigger Yorkshire derby against Rotherham what, what were you expecting this weekend? <laughs> um, you would say on paper Rotherham look like lambs to the slaughter I mean they got absolutely thumped by Brentford on the opening day of the season so the Clearly, they've got that kind of performance in their locker, and you look at what Leeds have done to two of the promotion favourites in the first two weeks, and you do fear for Rotherham. Famous last words. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think people would forgive me for, for being that brazen about it. I think on paper it looks fairly. I mean, I've not looked at the odds, but I'd imagine Leeds must be as close to odds on as as possible to win, to win this game, especially at home in front of a sellout. So uh, anybody that's followed the championship for any degree of time will know there are no easy games. It's not just a cliche. Anybody can beat anybody, and you know this could be a coupon buster. You see, you see at least one every week, don't you? You know, you look at this, you'd be putting your, your accumulator on, and you'd see a Rotherham at Leeds, and you think that's, that's, a, that's a home win straight off. And then you go 
back and you, you see the full time results at five o'clock and you see the Rotherham Revs like a two one win or something and um, it, it can happen in this division. Paul Warren is is a, is a very very again much like Bielsa, he's a very very polite and respectful man. I um, I crossed his path last season, yeah, last season with um, what I was in my, in my previous job covering uh, Plymouth Argyle in League One. And one's another great, great guy. He's done a fair bit of media work in the run to this season, and he's come out with with quite a nice few messages about this Rotherham team. Clearly, they're going to be the underdogs this year, newly promoted, evidently a smaller budget than many other teams, and that they're going away to the, the division's form side. So, I think um, Bielsa has all, all but confirmed it'll be the same team that played Derby, no injury problems. So, hopefully, they pick up where they left off. Um, I think any of us would take a home win of any of any description, whether it's a thrashing or not. So um, we'll we'll see, Craig. But I think confidence is high. I think if, if you could pick, if Rotherham would have picked one place they wouldn't want to play this early in the season, based on the results that have already happened, it would be Leeds away. And you would hope as well. Bielsa has been around the block enough times not to maybe fall into that cliche of you know it's Derby Day anything can happen type thing. You, you yeah. think he might prepare him for you know keep the heads a nice professional yeah, a sure performance. He's definitely not complacent, mate. He's, um, he reiterated that yesterday again. <laughs> the the humility, the sincerity came out. He was asked directly, you know, this is the first time you're going into a game in the league as the the outright favourites, and he was very very quick to dismiss that. You know, he, he was having none of that. He was saying, you know, it is wrong for any of you to assume that we are favourites before a ball has been kicked. We go into this game uh, level pegging. You know, it, it, it largely amounted to to a cliche, but the way he said it, you know, he really meant it. And I think the only complacency is going to come if, if the players aren't switched on on the pitch. Bielsa is certainly going to do his best to ensure that that, that isn't the case. And, with the way the players have brought into Bielsa up to now, I'm sure they will go out there, all guns blazing, and look to win the match in the first half and just blow Rotherham away. And Ben, where can we keep up to date with everything this weekend? Good question, Craig. Thank you. Yeah, you'd think it. We'll feed into, uh, <laughs> into our on-brand message now. So, um, Joe Mewis, as I say, Leeds United editor, he's off today, and that is because he's going to be at Allen Road tomorrow. So it's um, it's Leeds United to Rotherham United kick off three o'clock. Joe will be online with our blog uh, I would suggest from early afternoon so you can see all of the pre-match build-up, all the actual match updates, so the match is not being shown live anywhere um, so you can follow every single kick as it happens on our website, we won't miss a beat fastest place to find out about the goals, and then post-match you'll have the reaction from Bielsa, so more often than not Joe will have a press conference live blog so you can follow exactly what Bielsa says with every question and answer and then in the evening there'll be a full transcript from that press conference as well and maybe one or two breakout stories from that so um, so yeah www.leads-life.co.uk Joe Newis will be your man um, against Rotherham tomorrow um, I think that's just about it yeah it's just been, Baron it's been a pleasure thank you for having me it's been a it's been, it's been an interesting one we've been doing it on the phone but I think we've got away with it yeah thank you for stepping into the breach mate I really appreciate oh, it oh no worries mate have a good one